broken our mind. I broke it on a one time. Bad, I did it on my way. Fixed it on a front line. I'm over the pain. If I'm dancing with a woman, please don't judge me. If I'm smiling with a mother, please don't judge me. I just ran through the fire, please don't judge me. Please don't judge me. I just walk in the wire, please don't judge me. Please don't judge me. I don't know if you have noticed. I'm doing me and I love it. I just ran through the fire, please don't judge me. Please don't judge me. Maybe you don't give me no hands. Please don't judge me by the clothes I wear. Please don't judge me by the songs I sing. Please don't judge me by the way that I'm dancing. You know God the only one can judge me. You know that I'm feeling so free. I be chilling, I'm just doing me. We turned up and we killing this beat. Go ahead and get on your feet. Listening to Gordon 93.9 FM is Girl Talk Time. It's Girl Talk Time. It sure is. And it's Marisha and Natalia in studio. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Listen, we're so excited. So excited. We are officially in the Christmas season. Yes, it's November. It's November. Can you believe it? The last day. Can you believe it? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is but the hurricane season is officially over. Oh, thank you, Lord. We made it. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. Thank you. I don't know if y'all was feeling like how I was feeling, but I was just like Jesus. Um, I don't I have family from Abaco, so I was like, my family members can't handle another hurricane. So, you know, I was like, first of all, I was praying for that. And then I'm saying, like, our country can't handle a hurricane in the midst of, of a pandemic. So, Jesus, no. please keep us. And then I was just like, I personally, I'm not mentally prepared <laughs> to, deal with to be uh... locked up in a lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. 
locked I, up in no, a lockdown. I that's exactly what it would have been. Yeah, we would have been locked up in a yeah, lockdown. And I'd have yeah. been, and, uh uh-uh. yeah. I wasn't ready for that, Italia. No, I was no, I, not I ready. Spoke. I, I wasn't ready for spoke. that. And so we give God glory. Yes, we do. For turning away every single storm every little thing that formed Mm -hmm. in the atlantic ocean that seemed to be appearing to come our way Mm -hmm. that our country was preserved we continue to send our prayers to those countries that were affected there were some countries that had some major flooding some major major storms that hit them um and so we we continue to send prayers um, to those places, and um, and we we look forward to the ending of this worldwide pandemic. That's my approach lately, Italia. I look forward to um, to the day when Corona is in the past, and that is the thing that I've been holding on to lately. That. We say it all the time. It's a very churchy cliche thing, but it's real. As long as we're in it, it means that we haven't come to the end of it yet, which means God's not done. Mm-hmm. He's not done. Mm-hmm. And so this thing has an end. Mm-hmm. It has an end. Um, it is not going to be consistently powerful. Mm-hmm. Its power has to, to, to gre- decrease and it has yes. to be diminished yeah. at some point in time. And so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the, to the I guess you could say, depowering of this, <laughs> <laughs> of this virus. But listen, how y'all doing? How y'all doing out there? Yes. How y'all, how was your Thanksgiving? Happy belated Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, yes. Happy Cyber Monday to all of you shoppers. Oh. <laughs> Cyber Monday to all of the shoppers about that. there. <laughs> know what that means? Listen, they still shopping. I ain't doing no shopping. Oh my gosh! No. Happy Cyber Monday yes, to all the Cyber yes, Monday yes, shoppers, yes, yes. and uh, happy belated Black Friday yes. to all the Black Friday shoppers and um, all that good stuff. I have to send a little shout out to um, my girl. You know her, Leslie Pinder. Leslie um, from Tracia Events. Okay, Leslie, yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to me. Yeah, Leslie made this bomb pumpkin roll. Oh Jesus, I didn't see it. I'm sorry, I got I got it on Friday. Because remember, we was having a conversation about pumpkin last week, and Bishop said he thought it was a pumpkin roll. Uh huh. So I got a pumpkin roll for the office on Friday. It's amazing, eh? Oh my gosh, it was so good. <laughs> It was so good. Like, okay. So good. So good. So hit up Leslie. I got two. I didn't know she was into the whole pumpkin roll it thing. It's amazing. Okay. Like her pumpkin roll is just amazing. Oh, God. See, I, I, I need to be on a pumpkin roll right now. <laughs> I know, right? Man. I'm trying to shut this down a little bit before Christmas. I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So, listen. I, I told you, you can't say I didn't tell you. Yes. I... <laughs> check check out. Oh. The pumpkin roll is the bomb. Eh. Okay. Thebomb.com. Okay, Leslie, I, I, I see you. So check her out for that pumpkin roll. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So you have any other pleasantries you would like to make uh, before we dive? You kind of hit them all. Thanksgiving, <laughs> Black Friday, Cyber Monday. How you doing? We did it all. <laughs> Good stuff. So let's dive right into today's conversation. Yeah, so um, oh, just before we do that, I, 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 um, I feel kind of convicted 
um, I was watching um, Good Morning Tea on Saturday, and I heard Dalton and Vera say that people say they get people say they don't tell people to share their videos, and we don't either. And I don't really know how I feel about it, but I'm going to do it. We invite you guys to share the video. We would yes. like the show to get out there. Atalia is going to fuss me. But- got to share it because the information <clears throat> that we have is out there. It, it can help someone. Yes, we do believe you that. You know, we want to, obviously, we want the show to grow. But most importantly, the information is to help. This is why we're doing it. Because yeah. we want to help people. And so, if you can, share. We would really like you to share it. Please. Um, if it's not too much trouble. It was not too much trouble. All right. So let's dive into today's conversation. We're having a conversation about incest, rape, and molestation. And I, we want to um, kind of... Good morning, Candiria. She's tuned in. We want to kind of um, tell you guys how we got to this place. So last week, we were having a conversation about baby, baby daddy, daddy and baby mama baby drama. Mama. And uh, we had um, a listener who commented. And her comments were along the line. Actually, you know what? I want to read them verbatim so we can... Um, we can properly, rightly divide, a preacher would say, <laughs> rightly the divide the word of truth. <laughs> we ain't rightly dividing the word, though. Um, what she said was, she said, let me add another dynamic to this children, baby mama, baby daddy thingy. All babies are not a result of a moment of pleasure. Some children are a result of incest, rape, and, and other dynamics. Wow. Um, Jesus, all that factors in on how the children are treated. This answered some questions for me when I first realized that I wonder how a mother could be so cold towards their own child. Fire in the eyes when it's a male who looks just like the father. We need a lot of deliverance and healing um, in this little country. So that that's what was sent um, to us um, during the show last week. We didn't get to read the comment. Um, because it came to our line, our text line. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we ended up going um, into this topic today. This was actually not on the list of new topics that we had planned, but this is how we ended up um, going into the topic today. And so it's interesting because I didn't think about that, Atalia. I don't know if you did, um, but now that I consider what um, that listener shared with us, it is so true. It, it is, is so, so true that true. that a lot of the animosity that exists between some parents and their children is as a result of the fact that they came into this world not wanted, not planned. Um, they came into this world because their mother would have been raped by an uncle or raped by a stepfather or maybe by her own father. Um, or a stranger or a stranger as well um so many different dynamics um and then you know the part that she mentioned about the mother having a male child probably as a result of a rape or incest in some way shape or form and then the child turns out to look like the father there's there's great animosity there so Hey, Shante. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. So that's the conversation that we're going to begin today. And before we start talking, I'm going to be very, a very, very good um, um, radio DJ today. If you want to call in, the number to call is 825-5433. If you would like to text or WhatsApp, you can use that same number, 825-5433. We would love to hear your comments. 
we would love to hear your questions. And if anyone is confident and free enough to share their experience, maybe you've been raped, maybe you've been molested, we would love to hear your story. We really would love to hear your story. So I don't have to give any names or anything. No, you you don't have to provide any names. But if you would love to share your story, especially if you're someone who has come through it and you've overcome it, we would love to hear your story. So um, there are... There's so many different ways that we could look at this, Italia. Um, the truth is, we live in a in a in a in a country with a reality, a reality that I think many of us are blind to, mm-hmm. and that is the fact that incest is very rampant. Mm-hmm. I think that we are oblivious. Some of us are oblivious to it. Mm-hmm. I think that some of us we turn a blind eye to it very often. Um, and I think in some cases, some, sometimes we, I think we dumb it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think we make light of it. Mm-hmm. I think we make light of the inappropriate comments that mm-hmm. are made and the inappropriate things that we see happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there have been, there have been environments that I have been in, um, to be as vague as possible where I would see like, you know, you know, the uncles get together and the uncles are making comments about their niece's body mm. and how she's maturing mm. and things like that. And saying, oh, you got to watch out for her now because, you know, you got the man mm-hmm. coming and this and that or whatever. We have to watch out for things like that. Mm-hmm. We have to be very careful. And I think that some of the things that um, we, we take for light, that we look at in jest, are things that we need to reconsider. I think we ought not to make light of these matters, of these situations and circumstances. And I think we ought not to be flippant or callous concerning them because when someone is violated, it completely, completely transforms their entire lives. Um, most individuals who have been, who have been raped or molested, they go to two extremes. So, for the person who's been violated, who's been sexually violated, they either go all the way to, I don't want anybody to touch me. I don't want, like, I don't want to have any kind of um, involvement in particular with when it comes to females, because this is girl talk, especially when it's a female with a male. Females have a tendency to go to the extreme. I don't want to have anything to do with a man. There's a possibility that they consider the lesbian lifestyle mm-hmm. as a result of that. Some, some, some of them don't even ever like, don't ever want to get involved with a male ever again yeah. in life. Okay. And then they never trust males. So mm. their interactions and their relationships with males, with, with, with people of, with people of the opposite sex is just not ever healthy. Mm. All of these things happen. There's a fear. There's a, there is a, Oh, it's a paralyzing feeling. Mm-hmm. It's a paralyzing feeling that you will you you experience as a woman, where you feel like you can't protect yourself, like um, this thing has control over you. There's absolutely no way you can ever be free of the thoughts of the experience of the encounter. And then there's the flip side. The flip side is the individual who just becomes like. like sexually open to everything Mm -hmm. and they go the opposite direction and they just do what do whatever with whoever Mm -hmm. um whenever and however many times they can 
And the bottom line is that it has such a negative, I think, such a negative, um, I can't say I think for sure. It has such a negative impact on a person's life. Trust, trusting people after you've been violated, I think is the most difficult thing. To come back. Yeah, it's the most difficult thing to trust people. And I think we would be surprised, Natalia, how many people we know that are walking around and we have no idea what it is that they've been through. God, yeah. I, I agree. We I have agree. no idea. And I think that we can sometimes be, like I said earlier, just a bit too casual concerning it. I, I hope that after our conversation today, our eyes will be open to some things. And um, I want to broaden, I want to broaden this discussion because it is girl talk. So we do deal with our girlfriends, but I want to widen this discussion because there are some things that I've seen Italia that's disturbed me and I've been alive long enough to see how it influences adults now. I have a problem with the older homosexual men who prey on these little boys. Mm-hmm. I have an issue with that. I, I have a serious issue with that. Um, and I know of quite a few males who will who will tell you that like there are some who have who have fought it and you know they're men and they're not living that homosexual lifestyle and they're good. But there are some who who are struggling with it. Like that is the reason that the door to homosexuality was even opened in their lives because of this violation, because of this moment, this encounter when this individual decided that their needs was more important than this child's innocence, mm-hmm. you know? And so this is, this is so, this is so big. This is such a, this is such a thing that we sweep under the rug. Mm-hmm. Because um, we could say the S word. Mm-hmm. Because sexism has always been something, especially within our culture, something that we never talked about. Right. Um, you know, we don't have these conversations among um mothers and daughters. No. Definitely not daddies and Definitely. children. Definitely not. Um, and we leave our kids to um to um discover on their um, own yeah what it is and and all that stuff what what would i don't even know if the if the previous generation if their parents like i don't know if my grandparents had a conversation with my parents about about their sexual behavior about you understand what i'm saying it's been historically it's been like that so it's like way back if their parents ain't talking to them, then they they definitely ain't talking to us. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm trying to think, like the conversation my mommy had with me was, "Don't do it, <laughs> don't do it." Mm-hmm. There were some replicas involved that traumatized me. <laughs> <laughs> like I was traumatized. <laughs> Uh, what I said, I was traumatized. I was traumatized. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? Replica? What the hell? Well, my mom's a nurse. So, you know, yeah. She actually gave you like the little. Um, yeah, that's how you call show and tell. Listen. Trauma. 
traumatized. Oh, Jesus. Traumatized. Terrified. Terrified that I was going to be hurt. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Terrified. Oh, Lord. Um, so I guess it, it, it worked. It worked. <laughs> oh it my worked. Lord. Um, <laughs> but um you know i i think that i'll tell you the truth I, i'm not a, i'm not ashamed to say this i am convinced that the reason my mother had the conversation with me was because i was always very physically mature for my age mm-hmm. probably because she know because she didn't have the same conversation with my brother and sister no but how my body was developing and so quickly and i was i was 10 years old i never forget it 10 years old graduating out of the sixth grade wearing a women's size 10 in clothing oh wow and wearing a women's size 10 in shoes yeah at the age of 10 oh man and it started like about probably like about age six my my clothing size and my shoe size moved moved with my age Wow. From about six years old up until yeah, up until the tenth grade. So up yeah, up until I was ten years old. So like I believe the conversation was had with me because my mommy was like, Look at this this woman. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Julie, you know. Julie, you know how them nurses go. Julie say them nurses would tell you, child. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I was little. I was a little dramatized, Adalia. Oh, I was a little Jesus. dramatized. Um, but did you? So did you? Did your Did your parents buy you the um? What a young woman should know about sex book. No. Oh, my dad, my my mom and dad, they bought us. They bought that for us. We all read it. Me, Jaconda. I don't know if we need to read it. Interesting. What a young lady should know about sex, and um, it tells you. I mean, it just went through the whole thing, like. A biological thing, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it had pictures. Gosh, those oh pictures! Pitch- Listen, pictures can traumatize you. Yeah, they showed you like you know what happens with you as a woman, and blah 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 blah. Oh lord, feelings, the emotions, your you know your physique and everything else. It went. I mean, the whole nine years. It's a really interesting book. Good it's an interesting book. book. In fact, I think we still even have that book. Um. <laughs> But my daddy did the talking about. Yeah, you told me your dad. He was the person. He was the one. Mm -hmm. Julianne says my mommy was highly inappropriate from time. She never used to hide nothing. (laughs) That's a good thing, though. I think that's a good thing. I don't know if the highly inappropriate part is good. Yeah, I don't know what she means by. But the not hiding anything, I think that's good. Especially nowadays in this information age, you have to be open. you have to be open with your, your kids, man, about sex, the sexuality, um, what's going on with your body, um, the changes that you go through. Um, this is contributing, I believe, to the issue. What? I believe this is contributing. The lack of sex education right. is contributing to the experimentation, to the violation. Mm-hmm. And see, and then for I feel, and then for men, our young men, our boys. They're growing up and um, they're being exposed. Right, and, right. And obviously a man's body is very different from a woman's body. And Definitely. some things that they go through. Exactly. Um, as young men. Uh, and they need to have someone to talk to them. And okay, this is what's going to happen with you. And, um, you know, I don't know. And then um, 
teenagers and experimenting and all kind of stuff. It's, oh man. And then there's also to the part that we can't, we can't leave out is the influence of substances mm -hmm. in, in these situations because exactly. um, a lot of times yeah. when you're intoxicated, whether it's like you're drunk, whether you high or whatever, these things that the intention of the thing is to numb your brain, to numb your mind, to, to, to get you Make to you a place where you cannot have response. sober thoughts right. so you cannot make sober ah, decisions you. right so your, your decisions are your decision this is the decisions that you make are not sober right right so from the female perspective you may find yourself in a situation that's compromising but you're not sober enough to realize mm -hmm. that this is a compromising situation because you're always under the influence of some substance and then for the well in these days it's the male and the female who like high as a kite um, because I believe there was a point in time when smoking really wasn't wasn't a woman thing, but now, right. yeah. And if they did, it would have been very hush hush, right? Yeah. But now it's like whatever. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like you don't have one. What you you never smoke weed ever in your life? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm a purple elephant. Thanks. <laughs> All <about> my <laughs> I have no problem being a purple yeah. elephant. Um, but you know, it's, I think it's it's been. It's been situations like that where like I I have I have observed some things. I've experienced some things in my life where I like I recognize that, you know, no, it's so good to be sober. I, I also wanna I want us to touch too on this. Um relationships where um they are legitimate relationships, boyfriend, girlfriend relationships. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And maybe they've not and they've not and I mean we do not pr propose um, pre-sexual um, sex before marriage let's just say that we yeah. don't but we, there is a reality uh, Marisha yeah. that a lot of couples they engage yes um, and, um, and because we're talking about rape and um, I think too a lot of and, and because we don't have those conversations that we need to have with our women and our men about what is healthy and what is not I think um, this is what I think contributes to the whole um, quieting of them not expressing, you know, or saying or coming forward when they find themselves in these um, uncomfortable positions mm -hmm. because they don't know or because they've never had the conversation. They don't know, gee, how should I even bring this up? Um, I mean, I, I'm, what I'm talking about is there are a lot of young women who have been forced to have sex. Correct. Um, in, um, unfortunately, Within their relationships. relationships. Within their relationships. Yes. And I think what, what contributes to that, Italia, is the, is the existing male-female hypocritical stigma mm. that men are encouraged to go out there and explore their sexuality prematurely mm -hmm. outside of a marriage situation. Right. Where there is not um, a full commitment Men are encouraged to do that, whether they are encouraged by their pairs or older males that are around them, or even in some cases, their fathers. It is mm -hmm. okay for a man to just be out there, just doing whatever, and it's okay. But for the females, we're supposed to be chased. Yeah. And we're supposed to be chased until marriage. That is an existing hypocritical is stigma so within society. So my question is, 
How do you not expect rape to happen if you're telling females to be chased and you're telling males to just go out there and do whatever, whatever it is they want to they want to do? Because what you're doing is you're creating an unbalanced way of an approach of looking at things. Mm-hmm. Um, just because you're a man, it doesn't mean that you automatically get to have and do whatever what you, you want to do. No, no, because this is not about you. This is about, according to scripture, the two becoming one. Mm-hmm. And so this is not this is not a a one man show situation and i think that's what um things like rape and molestation and incest turn it into i think i think that's the source of it i think it's the source of this one man show of this i have to have this and i have to have this now and you're going to give me what i want mm-hmm. no no mm-hmm. no that's not that's not the way that it was intended and i think that a lot of times when when women find themselves in, in compromising situations there is there are so many factors that that contribute to these things happening to how you even get into that type of environment where it can happen there's so many factors um most women will tell you that the man that raped them they knew the person this person was not a stranger to them. They will tell you that uh, there was a point in time where they trusted the individual and they felt comfortable being around them. And then all of a sudden they realized they weren't comfortable. Very few women are raped by a stranger. It does happen. So I'm not saying that, that strangers don't rape women. I'm saying very few women are raped by a stranger. That's crazy. So it means that there's a level of trust and it makes you wonder sometimes like, especially for like our single ladies out there and like we're dating, it makes you wonder like, how do you even begin to trust an individual? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're someone who has experienced this, how do you even trust someone after that? How do you even, how do you even begin to even reconsider the idea of having a man in your life again, yeah. after you've been violated, especially in the case that you, that you, that you brought up where like you're in a relationship with someone. So there's a level of trust. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden this person forces themselves on you and they violate you. And after that is supposed to be all good. I think in a lot of cases, that's what happens. They move, women move they move on. And, and, and that is just that thing right there is never addressed. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Julianne says, I think males are robbed of their sex talk. Sorry. I think males are robbed. Their sex talk is always different from girls. If you talk to most guys, you'd find that they are taken advantage of just as much, if not even more than females. But because of how society views sexual experiences of boys, they don't even know or count it as molestation or abuse. Mm. And she also says, They've been touched or have experienced things sexually, but because it's a badge of honor, they don't even see it as rape or molestation. Wow. It's true, though, because hmm, being pure and chaste is not a manly thing. Says who? Says, says society. Mm. Says current culture. That's where, that's and where I so tell you, listen, I can't believe that we are at this place, but that's not even like a, that's not even like a ladylike thing either now. I need you to know that. 
I need you to, there are men, there are men out there who are saying, I am not getting married to this woman until I have sex with her. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, um, I had a client. <laughs> <laughs> there are women who are saying, I am not marrying a man unless I know no, what I'm getting. That's what, pretty much what the lady said to me. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yep. And mm. it's something that I, you know, because I, I deal with young people on a regular and it's something that I'm constantly trying to get into their heads, like trying to get them to understand. And um, in fact, I was just I was having a conversation with a young lady the other day and, and she was saying to me, um, she she just feels like she has to get out there and she has to explore and she has to figure out things on her own. And I'm saying to her, I said to her, I said, can, can you, can you answer this question for me? I said, and I was very extreme with it. I said, do, um, do you need to jump off the bridge to know you could die? She's mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? And she knew what I was getting at. She's like, but Marisha, that's so cliche. I said, answer the question. Do you need to jump off a bridge into water to know that you can die? She's like, no, like obviously the drop alone could kill me. I said, okay. So if I say to you, if I say to you, based upon my personal experience, don't do something. Why is that not enough? <laughs> because this here's the other side of what's happening right now. These young women who have not been taught, who've been left green, are now curious. Especially if they're at the place where they're getting attention from these males who are in situations like Julianne mentioned, where the sex has been forced on them and... <laughs> And they wear it as a badge of honor, but they have no idea what it's done to them emotionally and mentally. And they just allow it to play out like, okay, so I did this. I'm a man now, so I could just do whatever I want to do, right? And so you're dealing with the men who are walking around, these males who are walking around with this badge of honor as if it's something to be proud of. Mm -hmm. And interacting with these children who are not exposed to what is really happening with their bodies, to what actually happens when you have intercourse with a with another individual, not just the physical ramifications, not just the risk of, of contracting a sexually transmitted disease, not just the risk of getting pregnant, but let's talk about what happens to you emotionally, what happens to you mentally, what happens to you spiritually, those factors are not placed before them. So the curiosity comes and then let's not lie because it is almost always combined with some level of intoxication. Mm-hmm. And I think we're also oblivious to how much that plays a factor, not in, not just in um, premature sexual experiences, but just the way of life in this country. Hmm. I just... Ugh. Just a sidebar, I had a conversation with a very good male friend of mine the other day who lives here, but he's not a Bahamian. And he was like, good luck to you to find a man who don't don't drink and smoke. 
I know, right? He's like, good luck with that. That's what he said to me. He's like, mm-hmm. I, I wish you all the best. Because <laughs> this thing was, yeah, no, you, they don't exist. Yeah, few far between. Yeah, but I don't. I think I think we we downplay, especially especially drinking. I think we downplay how much that is involved in these in these um in these moments in these situations where, like. Your entire life, Italia, mm-hmm. can be flipped upside down in that one moment. You could just never be the same. Hmm. You just never be the same. Hmm. Let me get some more comments in here. Candiria says... The difficulty with molestation and rape is that those persons are not taught how to heal. Everything is kept quiet. And if the female speaks up, the shame and the blame is shifted to her, not in the person who does the wrong. It's so, so you're so right. Kendira. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin says that's the other sex talk that doesn't happen. What are you talking about? Robin? Can you clarify that comment? I think I know what you're talking about, but can you clarify that please? Um, and thanks so much for signing in Robin. Robin has some experience um, with this, but, um, not that she, not that it has happened to her, but she works in this field. She works in the, she's a, she works, um, she has a degree in psychology. Um, <clears throat> but Atalia, I think, mm, what, what bothers me the most, and this goes back to where we started, is the fact that we don't talk about this stuff. Yeah. It's swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. It's swept under the rug. Because it's a shameful thing. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. We're not going to... Part, the parties mm-hmm. involved. You know, like you said, we said already, when you're talking about an uncle or yes, a father yes. or a brother or someone that's close to you or known to a family for a long time, it's hard to have, you know, that conversation, Um, you know, with, whoever, with whomever. It's hard for that person, the victim, to come forward right. and um say... This person, this person did this to me. They touched me inappropriately or, you know, whatever. And then, too, Uh, like you said, especially in a situation where you have some other things playing out in terms of um, maybe the daughter and the mother may not have the best relationship or the mother may be dependent on this person for finances Uh, or uh, dependent in some other way um, on this person who the, the victim may be, you know, cast you know, be pointing their finger toward. So, so many things, so many it's things. It's just so many contributing yeah. factors. So many contributing factors. Robin says the emotional, mental, spiritual parts of sex and all oh. the intric- intricacies. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the other part of the sex talk that doesn't happen. And, um, I think it doesn't, I think it doesn't happen because of the shame and the guilt that's attached to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it doesn't happen for for those of us who've gone through to realize, okay, yeah, um, giving myself to this person prematurely literally messed up my life. We don't talk. We don't say stuff like that on the, out in the open. No, that's not something that we share. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't talk about how um, getting involved in that relationship completely, like absolutely completely was, was a, a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think a lot of times, we we are so huh, 
this is a good thing, but I think it's still not a good thing. I think sometimes we, we focus so much on, on what good comes out of the situation that we forget to share the testimony of what happened before the good. Um, I was sharing this actually with my family for um, the devotions on Friday and um, a passage of scripture in the book of Revelation where it says, and they overcame him, the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And that for me, Atalia, the, the, the testimonial portion has always been so powerful for me because some of the things that I've experienced in my life, the only way I was able to overcome it, to really be free from it, was to talk about it. Mm. To not allow there to be this thing hanging over me. That's a secret that no one knows that makes me feel like I'm unloved. I'm not going to be wanted. I'm not going to be understood. Like that kind of thing. Um, all of the tricks that the enemy uses when there is something of shame that's in your life, some sort of situation or circumstance that you would have encountered to make you feel less than. He uses these things to hang them over you and mm-hmm. make you feel like um, like you're less than. And so I've I've found in my own life just a freedom in just talking about it mm-hmm. and just saying, I did this thing. I did it. I did it. Or this thing happened to me and it's okay. It's okay that this thing happened. Now that I've experienced this thing, here's what my advice is to you. Don't do this. Don't do that. Because here's what can happen. We have a mo- um, some more comments here. Let me just get this in. Um, as a society, we protect the offender and shame the victim. That's DeAndrea. Thanks, sis. Listen, um, I don't know what your personal experience is with this, Italia, but I have a story of my own, a story that I am not going to tell um, in full because to protect persons connected to me. Um, but I will say this, that I am not a stranger to this, to this topic and to this conversation mm-hmm. that I've had my own experiences. And a lot of times um, I think I have allowed the things that have happened to me to, to sometimes put me in a place of silence where I didn't want to talk about it, but I finally got to the place of freedom where I talked about it. Mm-hmm where I talked about it and I was free from it. What, what allowed me to talk about it though, was because the person that violated me ended up being arrested for something else. Mm. And so I was finally able to open up my mouth and say that this thing happened to me because people finally saw this person for who they were. Mm-hmm. Right. Before then I couldn't do it because like, how can I, you know, Y'all ain't gonna believe me. Mm. Um, I was afraid. I was afraid because like I shared with you, here I am now. Here I am. I do not look my age. Mm-hmm. And what what we tell our girls who are physically mature, or we just tell our girls this period, you too fast. You looking for trouble. We say these things to our girls. Yes. 
<laughs> you're too fast. You're looking for trouble. You think you was woman. And so in my mind, I couldn't say anything to anyone because you're too fast. You think you was woman and you're looking for trouble. Was all I ever heard. So when it actually happened to me, I was like, you too fast? You think you was woman? And you was looking for trouble. And the, the fact that there are so many times that like I wanted to say something, like I wanted to talk about it. And I was like, no, I can't. I can't do that. I keep that to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when I finally talked about it, Atalia, can I tell you, like, when you open up your mouth and say something that you've been hiding and you've been ashamed of for so long, it completely transforms everything. Like, everything. When I tell you that there was a clarity to who I am, to my personality, to the way that I function, something as simple as this. One of the things that I discovered was I have a I have a fight back mentality. The reason I have a fight back fight back mentality is because I've been violated before, right? So that means that I always walk into relationships, situations, environments with my gloves on. <laughs> you are not going to get to the vulnerable parts of me. You're not going to be exposed to my weaknesses. If I feel like you're getting close, I have a clap back for you. Mm. When I recognized that thing about myself and I started working, working on softening those portions of myself, I started to see it in other people. I started to see the, you know, the, the girl, the female who always has something to say, who is always ready to fight, like mm-hmm. who always ready mm-hmm. to like, mm-hmm. you know, that all of us, if we tell the truth, we have a friend like that. Mm-hmm. We have a friend. When something go down, she always ready. Mm-hmm. My question is, have you ever thought to ask your friend why she always ready? Why her first? Why is her first response, let's go do this? Why is fighting the very first thing she wants to do? Hmm. In some cases, it's how she's been nurtured. I mean, we can't deny that. There's... Some people have just been nurtured to fight or flight. They either fight or they run. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But in some cases, it's because at it's some point hard. in time, they trusted somebody and that trust was violated. And now every single individual they encounter, when there's even a small inclination, a small appearance of something that could seem to be like this person about to do what that person did to me. Uh-uh. No, sir. It's not going to happen. And I think that there are so many, there are so many contributing factors to what this thing can produce out of an individual that I think we ignore. If we, if we just sit down and thought about it, I don't think we think deeply enough about the encounters that we have with people. And I know y'all can say to me, Marisha is exhausting. I can't be thinking deeply about every conversation that I have with every individual. And we're not asking you to do that. The people that matter, the people that matter to you, when things happen, when disagreements happen, when there's misunderstanding within a relationship, when, when things go awry, have you considered, hold on, wait a minute. Why is this happening? 
why is this happening? Do you know why I realized I was a fighter? I realized I was a fighter and I realized that it was as a result of the things that happened to me because someone saw the trend and the pattern in my relationship, in my relationship with them. And they said to me, hold on, why do you do that? And they just asked me, why do you do that? Why are you like that? And I was like, what do you mean? How come every time I say to you that, you know, I saw this thing, you did this thing and I didn't like it. Why do you start fighting? Why, hmm. why do you, why do you, like, why do you always go into Defense. defensive mode? Why do you do that? And when they said it to me, I was like, I don't know. And then I said, I don't do that. <laughs> didn't see it. And I didn't see it. I, I became defensive again. Mm. I was like, I don't do that. <laughs> what do you mean? No, uh-uh, no. And they were like, no, yeah, yeah. And people have said to me, well, you know, you're not an easy person to correct. And I was like, what do you mean? Of course I am. <laughs> Defend, you understand? Defending. <laughs> like, and I, and then I realized, wait, 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 Rochelle, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. Wait now. And hmm, I discovered, yeah, no, this is why. Wow. And that's how it affected me. Who's to say how it affects other people? people? Who's to say what the other underlying factors are? How how it affects their personality, the way that they, I'm sure you know, like it has. And I think that for those of us who have young children, right? Are our, are our eyes really open? I remember, and I'll say this to you. I know you. I know you won't mind me saying this. I remember when, um, when Dakota was being dedicated. I remember Bishop said to you, "Take note of the people that Baby Girl does not take to." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember him saying that. I remember him saying that to you, and I've been around life for a while. He don't say that for every baby dedication. Mm. Not every baby dedication does he say take note of who this child takes to and who the child don't take to. He don't say that for everybody. But I remember him saying that in reference to your daughter. And I sat there and I said to myself, I was like, but I feel like every parent should take note of the person that their child does not feel comfortable, comfortable around. around. You should be sensing it. If you say, okay, baby, I'm going to drop you this place or whatever today. And your child is old enough to have a conversation with you and, and to have an exchange with you. And they say, mommy, I don't want to go there. Daddy, I don't want to go there. Ask your baby why. Mm-hmm. Even if it's Grammy house. Even if it's Grammy's house, Italia. I agree. Because just because that's Grammy don't mean you know. Just because it's Grammy, it don't mean you know. Yeah. And I know this might seem like, like, why would you say this, Marisha? Like, you mean to tell me I can't trust my own parents? It's not about that. You just, we are not with people 100% all of the time. We don't know what happens. You don't know who coming in and out of Grammy house. You don't know who Grammy friends is. Who's coming, Hala, to bring a piece of cake when they finish baking it or bring Mm -hmm. a plate of food. You don't know. You don't know. 
you have no idea. I think I think we don't pay attention enough. When your teenager says they don't want to do something, it ain't always because they being difficult and they think they know better. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes they are being difficult and they do think that they know better, but they're not. It ain't always that no way. way. No, there's a reason. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. And I think in this conversation too, like my eyes have been open to the fact that like, we don't listen. Oh my gosh. We don't listen. We don't listen. We don't watch. It's, it's so interesting because um, it's, it's it's the innocence that I think we forget about in reference to children. I think we forget that children don't think the way adults do, right? So for us, we have we have been nurtured and we have been told to put up with things that we don't want to put up with, mm-hmm. right? So there will be people that we don't like, don't trust, but we know that because of where we are in our lives and because of what we do and how we're connected to this person, in some way, shape or form, we have to put up with this individual and we have a balanced view of how to deal with this individual as a mature adult. We do that. We forget that children are not like that in their innocence. Mm -hmm. When they see a spade, they call a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. They don't have the the maturity and the mental capacity to put up with something for the sake of having to do it because of children are not like that that is that is an adult way of thinking that's not a child way of thinking right a child wants what they want yeah. when they want it and if they don't and if they don't get it they will fuss until they get what they want because they don't have an understanding that, okay, you need to make an adjustment to how you're feeling. So if we really consider that that's the way the children think, then I think we could, I think we could avoid some of these situations that happen that we're unaware of, especially what Julianne mentioned in reference to our young Young boys boys being violated Mm -hmm. and then turn around bragging about it. (laughs) because Marisha too I think what, what has to happen um, I feel like a lot of, I feel like um, in these relationships that we have with um, with each other um, whether it's a mother daughter daddy daughter um, just family relationships I don't know if we nurture them or we tune into them as much as we do as, as much as we should and I think we get I think we get we get so busy just living living life, getting up, going to work, or I have responsibilities. I gotta pay the bill, or this more important, that more important. Um, and like I mentioned before, God forbid you find yourself in a relationship yeah. with a guy that's, you know, whatever. I think what's missing that the key I think what helps we can help in um in situations like that or or pre- to help prevent situations like that is having a relationship where everyone is really tuned into what's going on where we find time for each other we're listening to one another we're having those little intimate conversations in the night um you're in the car um and you not you don't just have the baby or the child on there tablet or whatever it is and you want your cell phone you one way they one way but you have conversations together turning those things down how was your day what happened with you today um and you, you see how did you get this scratch who touched you but you know and you have to you have to be toned 
into what's going yeah. on with your babies. And when I say babies, that could be your husband, that could be your children. <laughs> yes. You have to be tuned into what's going on with these people. When they, yes. when they come home and they walk, I, and, and I, I, I so like to watch um, cues on people's faces. I um and, and I do it even with my clients when mm-hmm. they sit in the. I said, "What's going on with you? I I what mm-hmm. your spirit, mm-hmm. you know, little whatever. Mm-hmm. What, what's going on? Mm-hmm. How you feeling? Like I can tell when someone's excited about something. I can feel it. Um, what's going on? What happening with you? Right. You know the way they walk, the way they talk. That's the level. You have to be tuned in to people. Uh, a lot of times we're not tuned into no. people. What's going on with them? We no. we talking and we just talking, but we ain't listening. I don't think we think it's worth it either. What? Yeah. Man, I love people. I don't think we think it's worth it. Man. Because we've been hurt. Yeah. We tell ourselves it's not even worth like we see people and I tell you, I watch it. I watch how like we could look at somebody, we could see something wrong. wrong with we could see something wrong. And we do nothing about it. Oh, man. We do nothing about it. I, I was driving home one day. I was on the phone. And it was like coming around curfew time. And I saw this young man walking in the road. And Natalia, I looked at him. And, and the person on the phone was talking to me. And in the middle of them talking to me, I, I cut the conversation off. And I said, Lord, I thank you for a sound mind. And I said, God, I pray. I pray for this young man. He's lost his mind. And I said, God, like, and the tears, like I even talking about it, like I started to tear up because I, like, I don't know this person. He was a stranger, but I was driving on the road and I saw him on the side of the road and I could tell he had lost his mind and that bothered me. It bothered me, Italia. It bothered me. Almost every time I see somebody on the side of the road and it's, it's clear that they have lost mm-hmm. their mind. It, it always makes me pause and say, God, I thank you for a sound mind. But then I look at the individual and I'm like, God, who keep them? Yeah. They have lost their mind. Yeah. We don't, we don't care about. I... So that, that young lady, that young man that has been violated, that has been molested, that has been raped. It is written all oh, over them, but mm-hmm. we don't care. Mm-hmm. We don't care, yeah, because their problem is their problem, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Can't take on another one, yeah. Like, you know, yeah, we can't. I I don't know where the mentality has come from. I don't, I don't understand how our society got to that place. Because there was a point in time, my grandmother used to say it. I experienced it. I know you encounter it. The, my Grammy neighbor could have beat me. Mm-hmm. My grandmother lived next door to Susan Wallace. I don't know if you know who mm-hmm. Susan Wallace is. Susan J. Wallace, yes. My grandmother's Writer. neighbor was Susan Wallace. Oh, wow. And Susan Wallace whale my tail plenty days. <laughs> yeah. Plenty days. And that was my Grammy neighbor. Oh, wow. My Grammy friends from, from the prayer ministry. Mm-hmm. Or they could have beat me and pinched me and hit me. Oh, wow. What are going to happen today? So you understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And just like how they had the right to discipline me. They also loved on me. You understand what I'm I saying? Got you, girl. Mm-hmm. So if something was wrong with Marisha, they would know. To this day, some of my grandmother's friends are still alive. Mm-hmm. To this day, when they see me, they're like, oh, how you doing? And they asking me my business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a grown woman now, I feel like I shouldn't have to share my business with you. No, they want to know. They want to mm-hmm. know. How did we lose that? 
How do we lose that? Because here's the thing. Let's say as a parent, you mentioned the parent is working, the parent is busy, especially if it's a single parent situation, they may miss something. Where's the community around this family Mm. that says, hey, I think you need to have a conversation with your daughter because I saw something. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm I'm quite like, how that looking? Just the other day, um, I live next door to my cousins. Just the other day, my brother said to me, he sent me a WhatsApp. He say, you leaving the house anytime soon? I say, no. He say, check next door. Eh? I say, why? He say, just go check next door. So I get up, put on my slippers, walk outside. My little cousin next door talking to one man. Oh. So you know what See? Marisha do? See, same thing. Marisha pull a chair outside and she sat outside. <laughs> So when my little cousin see me sitting outside, she was like, she's trying to go inside the house. I said, Mm-mm, have this conversation right out here mm-hmm. where I could see with my two eyes mm-hmm. outside the car. Don't even hop in the car. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. No, no. Sit, sit right here. I want to see. She 18. I don't care. I don't care. Sure, no, you can have this conversation in front of me. Now, I ain't going to be all up in your business. I in the yard next door. But you are going to stay in the line of sight. Yeah. We don't care, Natalia. Yeah, we don't care anymore. Do you think parents, do you think parents cause it too or, or cause that? Um, they don't want nobody touching their child. Um, nobody could do this to my, you know, we become so overprotective, these children. And and so we don't want no one to touch them and. And then we have a lot of parents I see they have the have pair of their children in such high esteem, you know. <laughs> to I mean to the point where they I mean they are they, they can they, do no wrong. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Their child is perfect. Yeah. They can do no wrong. They can do no, they can do no wrong. You know, something something that our pastor always says, and I've heard it all my life too. Familiarity always breeds it's contempt. contempt. Yeah. I think we take our familiar relationships too too casually too flippant with them. I think mm-hmm. we're too callous with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I re- I recognized it in my own life and I had to make the adjustments. I had to be more intentional towards my family members um, because I recognized it within my own self. I recognized that like, I just wasn't intentional enough. Mm. I wasn't intentional enough. Um, and I had to start making adjustments. I had to, I had to, ha- I had to start having some uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. I had to get out of the the place that I was in that told me that this relationship was necessary. Because I think we tell ourselves that sometimes. I think mm-hmm. we tell ourselves these familiar relationships are not necessary, but no, they are. And then I had to ask myself, why are you not comfortable talking to this person? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. I had to ask myself that question. I needed to know. I needed to know. And then I think sometimes we forget that there are some experiences that we've had in our lives as children that we've forgotten. If you want to pretend like your memory so great, like you just remember everything, kudos to you. I am 32, about to be 33 in a month and change. And I know that there are things that have happened to me in my life, Italia, that I don't remember no more. In fact, I was having a conversation with somebody <laughs> about two, three months ago, and they said to me, you don't remember, blah, 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 blah. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that did happen to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just the other day, my mommy remind me, don't forget now, you, you you used to climb trees and you was hanging from the tree with your head stuck between the branches. 
things that you Can know we forget that one yeah i know right <laughs> we know there's some things we we don't remember um mm. candaria says yes ask those questions don't take anything for granted yeah julie says this is good we don't like to say or think about this mm. um DeAndrea says it's usually someone close to the individual who hurts them. Yeah. Oh, we, we we're not encouraging parents or adults to be overprotective of the little ones that are around them. And it's so interesting that this is the conversation that Pastor Denzel is having at Bible study on Tuesday, the conversation about the lambs. Oh God. About how we care right. for our little lambs, oh, right? Yeah. Um it's not, we're not saying that we have to be overprotective or anything like that. I, I think what, what's so important with this conversation is there are people around us that have been violated. And as a result, they are living their lives a certain way. And I feel like our eyes should be open to their pain. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing that we're trying to establish. Because unfortunately, there are people who have, have, have experienced some sort of trauma as a result of incest. There are people who have been raped. There are people who have been molested, and as a result, it has affected them in a great way. You know what? I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. No, go Marisha. ahead. You're fine. But you know what I find, too? Um, maybe a, I call it like a symptom of it. Mm -hmm. um, this this ex excessive or extreme negative talk. Yes. Ooh. As a serious. Ooh. Oh man! Watch out for that person that never Next has anything nice to say. Positive. Don't disconnect yourself from them because you say this person is so negative and I can't handle the negativity. Listen to me. If you love, I can't, I can't even say if you love that. Go ahead. Because I I remember because I have I had a I had a friend. That's um, so good, Italia. And I always wanted our response was always she never saw it from a positive perspective. Yes. Always um just so negative, man and. And now that I think back and I remember because we we, 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 we we were able to have some heart, heart to hearts and then some other things eventually came out. Some really mm -hmm. dark and mm -hmm. sad and unfortunate things came out. And I see where the, the source of that negativity came from, from a very dark, dark, hurt place. And a lot of people are hurt. Um, and and th those people you see, they talk, they just, oh, like co-workers with a neck they see administration in such a negative light nothing nothing is positive they can't do anything but they they could never see the good mm -hmm. in anything or the good in anyone um they always think the worst uh of someone in the situation yeah when you when you if you were to have that conversation with this person and dig or look back and find it would, out yes. it, would, it would be because of some type of trauma that they would have had in their past we have to love our friends and family members enough yeah. to 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 call them out to yeah. call them out on some stuff i tell you i'm so grateful that the people around me love me enough to, to notice things about me mm -hmm. and say why do you do this mm -hmm. why why are you like that why are you like that um i think that oh man hmm okay I was trying to figure out how I'm going to word this and how much of this I really want to say because I don't, I, I think I talk too much in my business. <laughs> um. But um, I'd say, I'd say this though, um, Marisha, we need, people need to know that um, there are still people out there who care 
Um, and like you said, we, we need a, a safety net. We need a a, a, a a community that's sensitive to to our people. And um, I think um, they need to know that the church, the church should be one of those places that those people who may who may find themselves in yes. these kind of positions that they that, can come. Yes, man. They can come. Yes. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Atalia. Um, and I think this will probably help you understand me a little bit better too, because you've known me for a while. Mm -hmm. I still struggle sometimes with believing that I'm good enough for certain things. Mm. That that um there is a good outcome that's ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And Mm. And I'm processing it. I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it because I recognize the the truth of my reality. That there are some things that have happened to me in my life mm -hmm. that make me feel like yeah. there's there's good that's gonna come, but there is going to be bad that always comes What's along with, with the it? good. And I owe it's an expectation that I have. And we say it all the time on the show. If you, if you um. If you expect to receive something from someone, you have to put out there what you want to get, get. Mm -hmm. right? So you teach people how to treat you by what you put out there. And so there have been many times where I've wondered to myself, like, have I put so much negativity out there that that's the reason that I'm receiving it? So... I'm not saying that this is the cause and I want to be careful in having this conversation because mm -hmm. I think people are going to say, well, are you saying to me, Marisha, I put it out there that I wanted to be violated. I wanted to be raped. And that's why that happened to me. And now for the rest of my life, I'm putting, no, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. And I want to make it clear that that's not what I'm saying. Um, because things happen and there are people out there that allow the situations and circumstances of their life to take over their emotions. And as a result, their behavior is completely irresponsible. And I am not going to demonize or devilize individuals who have participated in the act of raping or violating someone. I'm not going to say that's the devil in them, that's the devil in them, that's the devil in them. Because I think as believers, as church people, we have a tendency to do that. We have a tendency to demonize these situations and say the man who raped that woman or the woman who violated that young boy, that they have demons. Sometimes it's just an emotional trauma that they have not dealt with and they choose to act that act out mm -hmm. that emotional trauma on another individual. individual they are they have they have not recognized the cycle in their life and they are participating in an active cycle mm -hmm. and so um i can't i cannot deny the fact Italia, that there have been times where i have literally had to talk myself out of a place of negativity yes like like I don't mean having conversations in my head. Like, I always be walking around talking to ourselves and people don't know. I mean like I've had moments where I've had to sit myself down in the front of the mirror and I have to say, Marisha, stop being so negative. Mm -hmm. Stop this now. Stop putting out there so much negativity. negativity. And it's so crazy because people may look at you and may not think that you're a negative person because it doesn't actually come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. But my reality was my expectation was negative i i never expected things to work i would get in a relationship and i would expect it to not work i would expect my trust to be violated by this individual i would expect this person to do something to me mm -hmm. to hurt me 
And that was my way of telling myself that I'm setting my expectation low. So when it does happen, it's not a big blow for me. Mm. I got it. Mm -hmm. I good. I can handle this. Mm -hmm. I'll Mm -hmm. be okay. You know? And I think a lot of times we, oh, we're not, truth is, if we're not aware of ourselves, we can't be aware of other people. Mm-hmm. So I can't be looking out for my neighbor's daughter, Italia, if I'm not even aware of my own trauma and how it's affecting me. That means I can't even see the incest that's going on within my family because I'm not even aware of, of the fact that like I'm screwed up and I'm messed up myself and I'm daily in need of God. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even see it. So if I can't see me, if I can't, if I can't see that there's something wrong with the way that I'm interacting with people and, and my perspective on life and the way that I'm viewing things and, and encountering situations and circumstances, how can I see it in somebody else? How can I see it in somebody else? Uh, we got a whole lot of comments coming in. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Let's go. Anna Caller. Let's take this call. You're live on Glory 93.9 FM. Hello. Hi. Is this on the conversation? <laughs> you have some comments you want to make? Yes. You go ahead. Okay. So first off, I want to say that um, it's a very timely topic that you guys are talking about. So I'll be pretty quick because I'm at work. No problem. And I want to say that a lot of a lot of the issues that we experience in reference to molestation and rape goes further than they think about. Mm-hmm. Because I was molested, and when I found out that my mom actually had a cousin that att- attempted to rape her. Mm-hmm. Now, that wasn't bad enough. She came back, and something we were talking about, she said that, you guys, you know that this happened to me? And we were like, mommy, why wouldn't you say this to us? Wow. And we realized that the reason why she had been so protective about us was because she knew that these things existed. Uh, okay. Okay. And so in reference to, in reference to being and having that happen, one of the things that has happened to me was that I realized that I tolerated a lot more from people. Ah, you're so right. Okay. And not only did I tolerate a lot more from people, like I found that, if my self-esteem used to be extremely low, yes. like if someone did something, I wouldn't walk away. But mm-hmm. now, like even in going through that process of healing, I find that I don't tolerate much anymore. <laughs> That's mm. good. That's so good. <laughs> and so I found that in doing that, I'm very comfortable with letting you know that, you know what? Don't touch me like that. Yeah, that's good. Don't don't respond to me like that. Don't say that to me. This is not okay. So I just want to encourage persons, especially those with kids, Yes. Be mindful of who they're around. Yes. I have yes. a niece and she is six. And oftentimes when she's out, people would be like, oh, hey, hi. And she'd just wave and she wouldn't say much back. Mm-hmm. Out of the blue, she came to me and she said, Dear, you know, the reason I don't say anything is because, you know, I'm scared. And I'm like, what? Where did this wow. even come from? And she said to me, she said, I don't like it when people ask my name. Oh, why are they asking me that? And I say, it's okay. As long as someone is with you, it's okay. Right. And so a lot of times we don't know the reason why children are responding mm-hmm. the way that they do. That's so good. Mm-hmm. And That's so, so good. I just want to encourage persons because believe me, a lot of persons don't speak up about it. Yes. A lot of persons, they do keep it in. There have been incidents where family members have said stuff or persons who's connected to my family have said stuff. 
And I have yet to say, well, you know what, this person said this, or this person did that. But I'll tell you one thing, I won't tolerate them. That's really good. Okay, so really thank you guys for the show and all that you're sharing. <laughs> Have a good thank, thank you so you. much for listening and thank you for your comments. Yes. Have a great day. You too. Yeah. Have a great day. I want to get some more comments in. Oh my gosh, we got so many comments, Italia. Let's see if it goes <laughs> to this. <me>. Okay. <laughs> um, I wonder if your friend addresses an area of concern about you. Do you look within and try to change? I think you should, especially if it's a friend that wow we got another call look within for sure. yeah look within for See sure they are, they come up, yeah you're live on glory 93.9 fm hello how are you i'm good yeah. how are you um i was a caller who was actually what's happening yes i was trying to get to your comments i was just about to get to your comments but go ahead <laughs> but um I, I am 31 years old uh-huh and this happened to me a long time ago, but right. because of it, I protect my children. Right. And I don't have to threaten from them, and I tell them what it's for you. Right. Two of my siblings told me they were molested by my father, which were older than me. Wow. And because of that, they molested me now. Mind you, this two females, one male. Wow. Um, two of them apparently do not belong to my father. One of them did. Wow. And this is what they're saying. This is what is happening. And that's why I am so protective that my children can't even be alone with my father. I have to be there when he wants to hear them. My daughter is 13 now and she's growing and she's mature and she has more breasts than me. Wow. And I don't hide nothing from my, from the age of 10. I was like, baby girl, you didn't see me do it. Um, this yes. is what has happened. And yes. this is how baby is made. And this, yes. I had to explain to yes. her. Because that, that still torments me a little bit, even though I'm trying to, and I'm in the process of healing and getting over it mm-hmm. and letting my husband know something, but I can't let him know in full detail because I feel that he can take my family. Mm. Wow. That's a whole other dynamic. Wow. That's why for this story is so wide. Yes. Yes. Some things I have to keep to myself and some things I have to say, but I can't do it. Mm. Knowing that my husband, we're in the process of being baptized and, and knowing God. And right, right. Trying to keep a healthy home. But if I, I don't want him to turn back and hate people because I hated them for so long that I actually forgave them. I, I, um, just to interject, um, caller, I think um, I'm not telling you to do this, mm-hmm. but um, I, I feel in my heart of hearts that as a Christian, that you, a Christian woman, you would set the pace because, because of what's happened to you. Mm-hmm. Um, he, even though in, initially he may want to lash out or have certain feelings, you know, he's human. So we can expect him to yes. have and feel a particular way. Yes. But ultimately, I think he will follow your lead depending on how you continue to respond to your family. Yes. You see? So if you show okay. hatred and, this um you know uh, unforgiving blah 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 whatever you know he would um i would say too though but pray about the, the keep don't keep anything away because like marisha you said the yeah. re- revelation the scripture you said you it's by our word be overcome by the word about testimony and i was doing some reading too 
Um, I think what happens to um, the way that we can break generational curses too is we have to have those conversations with our children as well. Exposure. We have to expose that ugly, nasty spirit. You have to let them know. And I'm, I'm not telling you to go there and have no family meeting with no bunch of people. <laughs> you know, definitely something to pray no, about yeah. and talk to God, God about. Let him guide you on how to approach it and when and how to deal with it. But I feel that ultimately the conversation has to be had as a family. This is something that is rare, is ugly in our family. And we need to kill it in our family because no one else will be impacted or be impacted or be a victim to this, this in any yes. way. And so as a family, you have to fight it. You see, and your children, your daughters, they need to know um listen um and because we don't see we have we have stranger danger as just the stranger we don't know the unknown face but there are some situations where unfortunately it may stranger danger, danger may be family. family it may be a very familiar face and so you have to be very tactful too and how you express that to them that you know um the person that could vi could violate you is not only you know the stranger but it could be someone you know family someone you may someone you may know um so you have to educate your children on that as well um i i, I pray I, I pray yes i do that for them because i have started to tell my tell my oldest one like she was eight we used to do the good touch bad touch talk and that's now really like, good body to do anything to you it could be family members it could be anything yes. and i don't express who family members right right Body. Gotcha. It's really good. That's really good. So That's I, awesome. I don't, I don't hide them from them because I know what I already been through, and I don't want nothing to happen to them. So we have an open relationship with our mm, kids, where they can come to us and talk to us about anything. Somebody pinch you, I need to know. Yeah, that is so beautiful. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Listen to me, Carla. I just want to say this to you. I want to thank you so much for sharing your yeah. story because it takes great courage, courage. and um, I want to release the peace of God over you. Um, as you continue to heal, knowing that you're not alone in your healing journey, no. I want you to know that you are not alone, that there are women out there who are trying to heal just like you mm -hmm. are, that there is nothing to be ashamed of. You did nothing wrong. What you went through was not because you did anything wrong, was because you carried yourself in a way where it was appropriate for a man to do what he did to you. Absolutely not. Absolutely not not so i Thank release you. i release the peace of god yes. over you today Amen. and i want you to know that there is freedom for you there is freedom for you hear me when i say it hear me when i say it you may not know who i am but i'm telling you i have walked that road and i am free it is no longer something that hangs over me i'm no longer ashamed of it I am no longer tormented by the dreams and the memories anymore. And so there is freedom for you. And I release, I release freedom over you now. And I release the peace of God over you. Amen. And Thank the you healing, so the healing of God, not just over you, not just over your heart and in your mind and in your spirit, but even over your family. Yes. That there would Thank be you. reconciliation. And we release healing even in the situation of the person that violated you because there is hurt there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is hurt there. So we release healing now over that individual. That the spirit of God would come in and heal you, that Jesus. man that chose to violate you. Yes. And we release the healing of the Lord over you and over your family in yes. the name yeah. of Jesus. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. God bless you. And thank you so much for calling. Yes. God bless you too. Yes.
I, t- I tell you, Ataya, this is, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It is crazy to know how, how much this is affecting our family as Bahamians. We have to open and our up. eyes. Open. We have to open our eyes and we have to talk. We have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. It can no longer be swept underneath the rug. Mm-hmm. It is literally ripping apart every, every, it is ripping apart our families. It's, we don't even see the individuals in our lives who are going through it because we're so blinded and we're sometimes so selfish to the situations mm-hmm. and circumstances that are going on around us. And um, we've been on this show for a long time. We, we gotta, we gotta get out of here, but there are some things that I know for sure we definitely want to leave our listeners with. And um I'm gonna let Italia talk as I about to burst into tears. <laughs> <laughs> See, Marisha, um, I so believe in family and I love family and I know the power of family. And the devil knows the power of family. He does. You know, and because of that, he knows that okay, if I could get in there and I could separate, I could divide, and I can sow seeds of discourse um in this in this here unit. Um, I know, see, the devil already knows your potential. He knows the plan. He knows that there is something great and magnificent and marvelous out there for you. And so it is always, and see, when things like this happen, it makes me wonder even more, oh my gosh, what is it, what is it that God has for me to do that the devil is trying to stop me from doing? And so he does these things. He puts these things in our way, these stumbling, stumbling blocks. You're no victim, you know, mm. you know, you, um, I'm stuck on the, you're, you're not an addict, sure. you know, but there's something greater, greater for you to do in the kingdom of God. Yes. And we can't let the devil put us on hold. His plan, his plan. Do anything, man. Is to kill, steal, and, and destroy. destroy. Mm-hmm. That is his plan. And I think that there are times that we... We are just so, oh, we're just so ignorant to it. And, 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 um, I said this earlier, the conversation that I had with my family in our devotional on Friday, I think that we, unfortunately, there is so much negativity going out there in reference to the church, in reference to spiritual, spirituality, in connection with Christianity, that, that there are so many things that get misconstrued and misunderstood that we, that the enemy, he, he plays on that. He plays on the fact that you don't even want to pretend that he exists. You don't even want to acknowledge the fact that he's real. So what he does is he may not have caused this person to rape you. He may not have been behind the influence of when you were molested. But what he does is he takes the experience and he causes it to literally cause you to kill yourself. Yes. So you shut off any access to purpose being made manifest in your life because you've been through this thing. Mm -hmm. He uses it as a a tool to destroy you. And I think that that that's the thing that we cannot, we absolutely cannot be ignorant concerning. We cannot be ignorant to Satan's devices. His plan is to kill, steal and destroy. And he will do it by any Mm. means necessary. He is a relentless enemy. Jesus. And his modus operandi is death. And he will use whatever he whatever tool he could use to get us to a place of death, he will do it. 
I want to say to every individual that has been raped, you have been molested, you've been violated by way of incest. I want to say to you the same thing that I released over that lady that called earlier. There is freedom for you. There is a peace that you can experience. There is a place that you can get to in your life where someone has to remind you that you were raped. Someone has to remind you that you were violated because that thing is so much a part of your past and you have healed from it so much that you don't even remember to include it as a part of your testimony. (laughs) I am telling you, there is such a freedom for you. I want to say to you, if you have been, if you have been violated in any way, talk to somebody, please talk to someone, find someone who you can trust. Find someone who can help you, who can walk the journey with you. It's okay to get counseling. It's okay to get therapy. I did it for years. Do it. It's worth it. It is absolutely worth it. Love yourself enough to deal with your pain, to deal with your trauma. Love yourself enough to be intentional with overcoming the hurt and the pain that you've experienced. Whatever you do, do not be silent. Do not be silent. Talk about it. Talk about it. There is healing for you. There is a place of peace that you can get to. And it's, I'm not going to say get to again because you're not, you're not, we're not looking back. We're moving forward. So there is a place of peace that you can get to where you can sleep well again. Mm-hmm. I also want to say that there is... There is a place of healing for you where you can allow someone to love you again, where you can have trust in relationships, where you are open to to actually believing and trusting people again. There is a place, there is a place that you can get to. And it's not a moment. It's not a, a feeling that you will have for a brief period of time. You can actually live that way where yes, you may have been violated, but guess what? Now you can actually trust again. Mm. And even if it's your family, I promise you, you can get there. It exists. It's real. It can happen. To those of us who are surrounded by people or who are connected to someone who may have been raped, who may have been molested, who may have been violated, let's be our brother and sister's keeper. Let's open our eyes. let's open our eyes. We have to see it. We can't play ignorant anymore. Mm -hmm. We can't be selfish. We can't be an island because no man is an island. And we have to be concerned, especially during this pandemic. We have to open our eyes to see. And we have to have those tough conversations. Let's go back Let's go back to being that community of people that's intentional about the people around us. Mm -hmm. You're not a nosy neighbor if your neighbor's child is being violated. You're a human being that sees another person being hurt. And believe it or not, you have a right to say, no, this person should not be hurt. You do have a right to say that. I think that we have become so selfish now as human beings within our communities that we forget that no, like I have a right to be my brother's keeper, that my neighbor is my responsibility. 
And if I see something happening, if I hear something happening that I know sounds like that should not be happening, let's be our brother and sister's keeper, man. Let's be our neighbor's keeper. Yeah. We have been, we've been instructed to love our neighbors. We've been instructed to love our neighbors. So we hope that today's show um, <laughs> was in some way, shape, or form um, a blessing or an encouragement to um, our listeners. For the callers, we thank you for sharing your stories. Um, even for the lady who called earlier who said she was at work. Um, I pray the peace of God over you and I pray that you experience healing. We pray that you experience full and total healing mm -hmm. um, from your situation and that your family um, is healed as well. And for all of you who wanted to call, but you just felt like you couldn't, um, we thank you for listening anyway to our radio listeners. We love you yeah. to our podcast listeners yes. who tune in on our <laughs> podcast, whether you're on Apple podcast or Google podcast. On behalf of Girl Talk, we love you. We appreciate you. We definitely don't take you for granted. Mm. We are humbled by the fact that you listen to our blabbering conversations. Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are so humbled. Um, yeah, I that's it. I, I think we could go. Yeah. It's been a great show today. Mm -hmm. We pray that you guys have an amazing, absolutely amazing yes. week. And let's go into December celebrating. We in a pandemic, but guess what? I ain't in no pandemic, Adalia. I ain't up with you. But I, I refuse to be clothed in a pandemic. <laughs> so this pandemic exists around me, but I live in the land of Goshen. Just in Hello? case y'all did not know. That's where I live. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to Girl Talk. We'll be back next week, Monday, right here, same time, same place, with another conversation. We love you guys. Yes, we love you guys. Have an amazing week. The thoughts, views, and comments expressed on this show are not necessarily those of the management, ownership, or production of Glory 93.9 FM. I did it all for the first time. Yeah. Made a mistake, but I remind. I broke it on a one time. Bad, I did it on my way. Fixed it on a friend line. I'm over the pain if I'm dancing with a wanna. Please don't judge me if I'm smiling with a mother. Please don't judge me. I just ran through the fire. Please don't judge me. Please don't judge me. I just walk in the wire. Please don't judge me. Please don't judge me. I don't know if you have noticed. I'm doing me and I love it. I just ran through the fire. Please don't judge me. Please don't judge me. Please don't judge me.